What is health to you? Health is self-care. Health is your health is your everything. I would say good health is is feeling good and you know being active and having a clear head or or um, being able to adjust to situations. Uh, health to me, I think, is kind of trying to balance sort of balance between staying active, being healthy, and eating the right things. It's really a three pronged approach, I think, and each prong is a necessity for the other one to function properly. So for me, it is nutrition, fitness, and sleep. Two healthy chicks on WSMESM Enlightenment Radio. Welcome to our very first episode. This is exciting. I'm Ayana. And I'm Jenny. And we are two healthy chicks. Um, So as you can tell, our episode today, we're going to dive into this concept of health. What is health? And I believe like many people have different feelings about this. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, just the concept of, you know, we say we want to get healthy. Here we are at the start of a new year. It's 2021. And everyone's talking about, okay, let's get healthy. Let's change up our habits. Let's do all these things. And it's just interesting to go back and think about what is health? How do people define it, right? So it's just kind of, and when I was asking people, some people were like, oh, that's a good question. I never really thought about that. So yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It was so interesting to hear what they were saying, what how they answered the question. Yeah, and I know that you actually did a little bit of research and you got some really interesting answers. So you want to share some of that? Yeah, definitely. I was asking around. I'm like, okay, you know, just you know, I asked my friends, answer, tell me what is health. And so these are some of the definitions I got, again, just their own personal feelings towards it. So one person said, feeling your best physically and mentally. Um, Another person said, health is how your body responds to what you put into it and what you do with it. Um, Another person said, health is your body working and doing as it's required to do. Um, So I think that's pretty awesome. Health is a strong body and mind. Another person said, health is balance. Uh, Body, spirit, soul, all in good balance with one another and the world around us. Um, Another person uh, gave a Tim McGraw quote, um, which I hadn't heard this one, so I thought this was really interesting. Tim McGraw says, quote, health might start in the body, but it extends way beyond the physical. It's about your connections to the world and people around you and your ability to serve and give, um, end quote. Um, and then another person said, health is rightly ordered relationships. So I thought there, so yeah, I mean, pretty deep stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, and it, it's interesting how it just runs the gamut. Like you have this one word, this one concept, and so many different, different responses. That that last one was really deep. That was kind of striking. I didn't actually hear that one before in case you had that that was a new one. I threw that in there on you. I found another place I'd asked it and I was like, ooh, there's another answer. I love it. So thank you. Shout out to all all my friends who answer those questions. Thank you for answering because you got it in here. So yeah, I agree. It's like they're all so different. And I think it's a it's a personal question, right? As to what is considered health and and what you consider to be healthy and to be strong. Um, and I thought it was interesting that no one mentioned 
um, sickness or lack of sickness um, in yeah. there either. Yeah, I was actually waiting to hear something like that. Um, I know someone else mentioned it earlier, but you have your own story, Jenny. Yes, yes, I do. So we thought it would be um, pretty uh, apropos to introduce ourselves and let you all know who we are, um, what a little bit about our backgrounds are, and what is driving us to be able to, to share with all of you. So um, let's see here. So for me, um, how far do I go back? Um, so for me, the realization came about the connection between what I'm putting into my body and how I'm feeling and my overall health came to me when I um, had a two month old baby and he was diagnosed with a cow's milk protein allergy. And so because I was nursing him, I had, well, he had to be dairy free. And so because I was nursing him, I had to go dairy free hands down the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm not even kidding. Like that was um, because it was May, it was uh, going into summer and I was like a bowl of ice cream every night kind of a girl. So, mm -hmm. so like, yeah. Well, and like a little, little, um, little fact there about that I'll throw in there that that is the way I bonded with my father-in-law. He loves ice cream. And so he's always like, Jenny, I'll have a bowl of ice cream with me. I'm like, you know, I will. <laughs> so that definitely, oh no, no. So that was where it all started for me that realization because so I went dairy free and I realized how much better I felt and that was a light bulb moment for me and I'm like wow who knew because I had I had been struggling with digestive issues my whole entire life I had talked to doctors um, that I was told just have more fiber have more leafy greens drink more water you know you'll be fine I'm like but I'm not fine I'm uncomfortable I don't know what to do and this was the start of my journey of figuring out what to do and so that was really truly the the light bulb moment for me and then from there um, was introduced to other ways of being healthy have done a lot of research have been uncovered a lot um, also learned through the process that I have an autoimmune disease um, so because of the research I had done and then doing more research understanding how best to help myself and heal my body and to have a healthy body through that whole process. So it's it's been a journey, it is still a journey, um, but that's that's a little bit about me. How about you, Ayana? You have quite a story too. <laughs> I do, and I can fully relate to that, that concept of this being a journey. Um, you know, mine actually starts at six weeks. I mean, I won't take you full the through through the full four decades, but um, my we got time. <laughs> no, um, my biggest health challenge is having sickle cell. For starters, um, at six weeks, my mom had me screened because back then it wasn't an automatic screening. Thankfully, it is now. It took long mm -hmm. enough. That's a whole mm -hmm. nother topic yes. for another episode. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, she had me screened and they told her that my life expectancy was 25. So, you know, like, what do you do with that? As a mom, someone is literally giving you the story, supposedly, or the mm -hmm. lifespan of your child. Thankfully, my mother is who she is, and she completely disregarded it and, <laughs> you know, stepped out on faith and lived life and had me live life um, mm -hmm. as though it didn't exist to an extent, of course, not being reckless, but, right. you know, for 
many people who suffer with sickle cell, we can't really tolerate extreme cold. Um, and my mother was always the type of person that was just, you try it once. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So um, I love to swim. Uh, on that note, love to swim. Um, I just am picky about what pools I get into. Mm-hmm. I can never swim in the Northeast ever. Like, no polar bear plunge for you this January? Yeah. No, uh, no, I won't be doing any, uh, what is it? The deep penguin dives or whatever it is. No, not for me. But I mean, even at the end of August, the water is just never Mm -hmm. warm enough in the Northeast. So I like to vacation. Guess, you know. There you go. (laughs) Anytime soon. But anyway, um, it took me a while. The same way you said that you had to learn what worked for you mm. and what didn't work. Um, it took a while. And part of that was because I didn't really start to experience many of um, my symptoms until I was 14. So I was already like behind the learning curve. So I figured it out in college and it's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, the double grilled cheese sandwiches cooked in tons of butter and with a side of fried rice that was cooked in a ton of butter. It's probably Mm -hmm. not working for me. Um, But yeah, let's add to that. You talked about digestive issues. Mm -hmm. Hello. Let's add that to the pot as well. So because that actually came, it just, it goes on and on. But that actually came as like a self-diagnosis because for years I would go to doctors and I would say, listen, if I don't eat by a certain time of the day, you know, I end up with certain situations. Like I got to be near a restroom and, and Mm -hmm. like, I would get responses like, well, make sure you eat by that time. That's not a solution. <laughs> That's not yeah. a solution. So frustrating. It is because <sighs> we expect to get answers. And you know, that's kind of like the result of our society. We can't always have those answers. So mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, I did some some digging and I'm like, hmm, yep, have that symptom, have that symptom, and that one and that one. So I took those to my doctor and I'm like, here, I have eight out of these 10 symptoms. Do I have IBS? And they're like, hmm, yeah, actually that sounds about right. Let me send you to a GI. So, so that that is where wow. like, hmm? Wow. <laughs> Just like that's where things kind of are now, or I would say within like the last year. Um, And it's just kind of like this light bulb, like, okay, so this is what has been going on for like Mm -hmm. the last 10 years. And this is why I can't do this. And I have to do this. And, you know, thankfully you and I met, but we'll get into that. Yes. And (laughs) like just talking about our journeys, this is exactly why we're on this journey to health, because it is such a concept that it it almost feels like it escapes us. Mm -hmm. Um, So constantly being on this journey, at the end of the day, we just want to feel better, right? It's emotional, physical, spiritually, like we just want to feel better. So that's why we're on this journey to help. Yeah. And oh my goodness, your story just makes me think of of so many things. And just one of them is we have to be our best. We are our best advocate. We can't. And and I know that was a shift for me. I don't know at what point in my life that I made that shift. Like I just looked to the doctors as, you know, everything I go to you for the answers. Um, And then that shifted to, 
I'm experiencing this. I'm going to do my research and, and you have to advocate for yourself. You can't just assume that because they are the authority, they know everything. They know a lot, but they don't know everything about you. And so that is one of the things that has spurred us both on to, to want to have a healthy life, but also share what we have learned with other people. And because the more people doing digging and doing research and then sharing that with other people, that's what makes the world go round, right? And so I know there's lots of people out there that have been sharing all these things when I was going through my experiences, but I didn't know that. I, I wasn't listening. I, I had no idea. And so I'm sure there's still people out there that were in both of our shoes or similar shoes and might stumble across our episodes and would say, oh, okay, maybe there's some things I can learn here. And and that's that's the whole reason why we do this. And, and it's interesting too, um, like for me, I have an autoimmune disease and I, I I was kind of ashamed of it. Like I didn't, I thought it was a very, or I don't know if ashamed is quite the right word, but just I kept it to myself. I didn't talk about it. It was very private about it. What's that? You said not something you really wanted to share. No. And, and I, I felt, um, I don't want to say singled out, but like, I just assumed like not many rare, you know, not many people have this. And I've come to learn that tons and tons and tons of Americans have autoimmune diseases. And now it's, it's getting a lot more press and a lot more information, but I didn't know that at the time. And so learning that, that there are a lot of people that suffer from similar things that I do, that um, there's more of a reason to be able to share what our personal experiences are and, and share that with other people to hopefully help them. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to that concept of, and not to sound negative, but misery loves company. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you mm -hmm. want to feel like you're not the only person that's going through what it is that you're going through. And yeah. you touched on something that I know we're gonna cover over our season, but why are so many Americans mm. now being diagnosed with autoimmune disease? Yeah. There's got to be something to that. And like I say, we will cover that across our mm -hmm. scene, but it's very interesting. And why it, is it Americans? Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's very fascinating. And and why isn't this information being shouted from the rooftops? And and it is harder to find. And so, yeah, it is. And, and I will say, just as a note, we are not doctors. We are not medical professionals. Um, we are not giving medical advice. We are just two healthy chicks <laughs> on a journey um, that we are sharing our personal experiences, sharing the things that we have learned, the things that we have experienced, the things that have been helpful to us in the hopes that maybe these things might be helpful to you as well. So that's what this is <clears throat> all about, is just sharing our experiences, hoping um, that you can learn something too from it and just come along the journey with us. Yep. Yep. Agreed 100%. And kind of along the same vein of the, you know, finding out that so many other people have, you know, mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases like you, when mm -hmm. it comes to sickle cell, like there's so much of, of a negative connotation to this illness because we're typically, and again, you know, this could be another episode, mm -hmm. but we are yep. typically like 
flagged as drug seekers, um, you know, people who just want to go to the hospital for the pain medication. Hmm. And again, just talking about it more um, mm -hmm. and realizing that you're not the only one that's dealing right. with an illness or a health challenge or a health concern. And there are so many of us that are facing the same type of stigmas. Mm -hmm. um, just getting it all out in the open. I think at the end of the day, it's just going to make us feel better emotionally at the very least. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And the, and the thing is like, this is, it's personal, right? And so it, this affects me, this affects you, this affects my children, this affects my mom, this affects my friends. I want to help. We want to help, right? I know I can speak for you. And that's why we're doing this. I mean, we want to see our family and our friends and the people that we know and love and the people that we don't know that are listening to our voices be able to live happy, vibrant, healthy lives. And, and that's what this is all about. That's what this whole opportunity um, to, to have this platform is about. And so that's, that's what we are desiring uh, to be able to do through this. Yeah, I think that um, like our hopes for our our show for our entire season is to just kind of give that platform to health overall, healthy living in general, not necessarily just the physical or just the emotional or just what salad you're having today. Mm -hmm. But I know that especially, you know, the start of the year, it's on everybody's mind, regardless mm -hmm. of the year. And of course, we're coming off that year. We'll just name it that year. <laughs> we will not mention it. No name. Exactly. <laughs> put that in the past. So we're coming yeah. off that year and it probably is on more people's mind. I know, I know mm -hmm. I'm seeing it more and more across social media, Instagram, yeah. you know, you're seeing like people with their stories of their, their health, um, like from their health apps or from their Apple watch, mm -hmm. you know, this is the time of year where generally we're more in tuned with what we want to do what we hope to achieve with our health. But I think this year it's, it's a little more personal, just like you said. Yeah, yeah absolutely agreed. And the, the whole idea that maybe our stories and our experiences could be similar to yours. And, and, you know, I said autoimmune, there's a bazillion different autoimmune diseases, but there's some very general ways to be able to live a healthy lifestyle and general things that can be helpful to all of them, maybe not to everyone in a very specific way. Um, but it is it is fascinating. And with, with autoimmune, there is a genetic component to it, but it's not the only thing. And so that's one of the things I learned is that even if it runs in your family, that doesn't mean you're going to get it. You have to have other factors. It's like a perfect storm. And so you have to have um, the environment, you have to have the genetic factor, and then you have to have something to put this into effect. And so, so I love the concept that we, we are in control of what happens to us and we can make changes that can affect our health and our overall life and um, through our lifestyle and the decisions we make. Yeah, that factor of the environment is exactly what we're going to touch on because that mm -hmm. is huge. And I think it's, I know for me, just learning things over the past year, it has so much more of an impact than we realize. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, you mentioned that going dairy free was super difficult for you. Like we, the purpose of this is to try to provide 
ideas that don't make healthy living such like this, ah, you know, mm -hmm. like this, this major component, like, oh my goodness, I have to change my entire diet. How am I going to do that? That's stressful. When you're adding stress, you're kind of defeating the purpose. Right. So, you know, this is, this is where we are. Like we just, it's a matter of trying to find simplicity. Mm. That's a good word. That's awesome. And that's who we are. And that's what this is all about. Two healthy chicks. I love that name because that is our desire for ourselves, for our families, and for all of you. Yeah, that was the uh, brainchild of brainstorming. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go to a break and we will come back. Um, when we come back, you'll hear a little bit more about us and how we met and some more interesting things. What is health to you? Health is self-care. Health is your health is your everything. I would say good health is, is feeling good and, you know, being active and having a clear head or, or um, being able to adjust to situations. Uh, health to me, I think, is uh, kind of a balance, sort of balance between staying active, being healthy, being the right things. It's really a three-pronged approach, I think, and each prong is a necessity for the other one to function properly. So for me, it is nutrition, fitness, and sleep. Two Healthy Chicks on WSMESM Enlightenment Radio. Welcome back. You are listening to SM Enlightenment Radio, and we are Two Healthy Chicks. I'm Ayana. And I'm Jenny. And let's talk. You thought we got a little deep in the beginning. Let's talk now a little deeper. Let's go a little further back and kind of come to like our careers and where we are just to, we want to just let you guys know who we are. So I will start with you, Jenny. Give All me right. Here we go. So when we're thinking about this, we're like, okay, how far back do we go? And so we're going back. We're going way back. Mm -hmm. So um, I was, I'm from Pennsylvania. So shout out to all the Pennsylvania people listening. I don't even know what we're called. The Pennsylvanians. That's what I always I said growing up. I knew that. Yeah. So there but you go. Learn some things about each other tonight too. That's right. And yeah, so I was born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, the Amish were literally my neighbors uh, growing up. So like next door. So um, for a little bit at the time. Yeah. yeah. Little see that could be my random fact, but anyway, so yeah, so from Pennsylvania, um, in fourth grade, I moved to Delaware, so then I grew up the rest of the time in Delaware, so um, <clears throat> that's my background. Then I went to so it's, it's interesting because I always knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, I always wanted to be a teacher, like that was there was zero question in my mind. I knew what I was born to be, that I have three brothers, and we were all everyone knew my one brother is going to be president. My other brother was going to be a millionaire. I was going to be a teacher like that. I mean, this is, we knew what we we're going to be. So you were the practical one. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> By the way, my one brother has still not been president. So just so you know, if you're going through, wow, who are the presidents? No, it hasn't happened yet. But um, yeah, so I was a teacher. So a fun little story about that. And 
I think this is kind of common. A lot of teachers have this story, but I, uh, so I have a little brother and I love to practice teaching. And so I would line up all of my stuffed animals and I would put him in there too. And I'd set up the papers in my classroom and I had a chalkboard because I had asked for one for Christmas one year. So I had a chalkboard in my room and I taught class and I made him raise his hand and to speak the whole thing. So yeah, it was, it was a real thing. So <clears throat> always, and in fact, even before that, back in kindergarten, I would come home from school, set up all my stuffed animals and I'd reteach the whole day. So my mom just stood there and she knew exactly what the teacher did and said because I reenacted the whole day. So teachers, <laughs> note, be careful. <laughs> your, your students are listening. Yeah, my daughter does the same exact thing and I know exactly what her teacher says because I hear it when she's teaching her grandparents on FaceTime oh, like weekly. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Well, and jump forward nowadays is crazy too for the ones that are doing distance learning, which is most of our kids, most of the time, it, you, you hear a lot of it. So it's it's just, it's interesting to, to actually be in there now. But um, yeah, so that's, that's all I've ever wanted to do was to be a teacher. And so I went to school on the Western side of Pennsylvania. So I had all of Pennsylvania covered um, and got a degree in education, moved out to Arizona and taught out there, um, started my career in elementary education. So um, loved it. And I uh, moved to Connecticut, um, taught middle school Spanish here in Connecticut. And, um, and then I um, got married. And so I moved again. <laughs> Moving is a theme in my life. Um, and then I taught elementary Spanish um, for, uh, for several years. So that was my dream job. That was awesome. I absolutely loved that. I had a blast doing that. Um, and then I uh, got pregnant and I was looking I was really hoping to be able to work it out so that I would be able to stay home with our kiddos. And so I know that is not everyone's dream, and um, but that was definitely my desire, my husband's desire as well. And so that's what we made work. And so for any of you who have done that um, and know what sacrifice it is to live on one income, like it's a real deal, um, but it was, it's just, so, it's so worth it. That's, that's what we wanted to do. And so, um, it was during that time being home with them that I was, had my eyes open to a lot of other things. Um, one being this health journey <laughs> that we started talking about in the first segment, right? Um, my third kid, so I have three kids. Uh, so my oldest, I have two girls and a boy. Um, so when my youngest was, one, I knew that um, I, well, I, so I, we, I knew that I was going to be going back to teaching. That was a plan when they got into school. And so I just got this pit in my stomach and I was like, Ooh, I, I don't want to go back. And I'm telling you, like, did I mention that I knew I was born to teach? <laughs> like, like, I, was I laugh because I may know what that pit feels like. Yeah, I mean, crazy, right? Like, but it was so weird because I felt like it was a betrayal to who I was. It was, you can understand, like, this is so awesome. Like, because I mean, it's not awesome that you have that feeling too, but awesome <laughs> that you can understand that. But I love this. We learn so much more about each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an epiphany. And, you know, yeah. epiphanies are like earth shattering. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was, it was just so shocking because I, 
I was planning on going back to teaching. That's all I wanted to do. But I was also, my eyes were open to the experience of having a free schedule, of being home with my kids, of choosing how to do things on my own terms. I guess I'm really a fiercely independent person. So maybe that's what it all comes down to. But just doing the mom life on my terms. And I knew that things were going to look drastically differently when I went back to school uh, or back to teaching. I always say back to school. So fun little thing like you know this as a teacher too because not to spoil your story but um i am as a teacher too <laughs> um but just have in common yes so just the whole thing of you know i said going to school my kids i would always refer to my students as my kids so when i first started teaching so you know right out of college and i would always say my kids this my kids that and so one of my friends was like how many kids do you have? And I was like, oh, 28 and stuff. And so they were like, 28? <laughs> like, you know, because of course I'm referring to my students. Really couldn't put that one together, huh? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> so yeah, so this pit in my stomach, I just was like, where is that coming from? Um, but it was during that time that um, obviously, as I told you about my son, that I went dairy free, that I was learning about things of my health, and um, there were some other issues with my children that I started investigating, okay, what might be the culprit here? Maybe it's the foods that we're eating. Maybe it's the products we're using. Let me do research. Let me do a deep dive into this. And that's when um, I was introduced to um, products that were amazing. And so I'm like, well, this is what I want to do. And I had a business opportunity attached to it. So I'm like, well, I never saw myself as a business person, but okay, th this is great. This is a really great opportunity. Um, and maybe even I wouldn't have to go back to teaching. And so I could do this instead. And so that began my business journey. And um, so I didn't go back to teaching. I am still um, working my business. And then through that, as I'm growing my business and uh, becoming established in my business, being a business leader, um, I had this desire to be able to network with other business owners and to be able to support them in that. And so that was when I was given an opportunity to start a business networking group. And so I took it. And so I, um, through guidance and with support, started a business networking group. And I will just say um, that, like I knew I was born to teach, like. I didn't know that I was born to network or lead a networking group. Um, we learn about ourselves. Well, and and so it's so funny because the very first networking event that I had ever attended in my entire life was the one that I was leading. <laughs> so there you go. And enter me. That's how you and I met. Yes. Business networking. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's exactly right. And that and and that so it's just so cool because now we know each other. We have this relationship, this friendship. And I just think of all those things in my life, you know, think of all the things in your life and just that happen. And they all happen for a reason, leading you down a different path that you might not have imagined, but um, still the path for you. And so, yeah, who I would have never thought that would have led me to a business, that it would have led me to business networking. Um, but because of that, then about, I think it was like a year and a half into my um, uh, running my business networking group that I met you, that you joined the group. And um, yeah, we went out to a coffee house, got together, sat down and chatted and got to know each other. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah. Like, 
just speaking about things that you don't expect. So for me, I'm a Brooklyn girl, like born and raised 17 years. You could not have paid me to believe that I would be living in Connecticut at some point in life. Like you, there just wasn't enough money that you could ever offer me to believe that. But <laughs> I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, and I mean, you know, for anyone who's listening in New York, you know, I went to um, Brooklyn Tech as my high school and that was just, it, it was such a preparation. So we call ourselves the Tech Knights and um, it was just, it was a preparation for college as well as life. Um, like my four years in high school, honestly, I would say were more impactful than my many, many years in college. Um, I just wow. it probably had a lot to do with the fact that my school was literally the size of a city. Like there were 4,100 kids and it took up like the entire block, eight stories. We had an Olympic sized pool. I could go on and on. That was bigger than my college. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> bigger than most colleges. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was an experience. Like, and to this day, we have a group that, you know, we kind of keep in touch with each other on Facebook. We have a messenger group specifically for our class that graduated 971 kids in our graduating class. Oh my gosh. That. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, ironically, it's been in me um, to teach, I just didn't recognize it until much, much later. Um, I've always been like over the summer when I was in junior high school and high school, I was a camp counselor like every single summer. So I was at Harlem School of the Arts, um, played the violin and the flute. And I played the flute. I didn't know that. Learning I had a feeling that could have been our random, you, you guys, oh, when we keep we're uncovering all of our random facts. <laughs> You, if you stick around to the end, you'll get it. So <laughs> yes, we are two flautists. Um, yeah. And ironically, I was, well, not ironically, but I was the first African-American to receive a scholarship from the National Flute Association. So really? Congratulations. Some more preparation. Um, but yeah, every summer, like I started off as a counselor at the music school, and then I started working with um, the Hole in the Wall Game Camp, which is, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's here in yeah. Connecticut. So maybe yeah. I was destined to be in Connecticut. Yeah, there you go. In my summers. And that's a camp that is um, specifically designated to children with blood disorders and they provide camp for free, no cost to all children every single summer. And um, they have, you know, sessions and you stay for like, my session was four days because it was sickle cell and we can't be in higher altitudes for an extended amount of time without having many, many complications. And there's just so much that's, you know, entailed in our illness. But Moving on from there, I went to Clark Atlanta for um, my freshman year. So I kind of have been moving just as much as you have. <laughs> um, and my freshman year, honestly, <laughs> like I said, my high school prepared me very well because my freshman year, I was young. I went to school at 17 and wow. I had like zero parental guidance and you can imagine how that <laughs> ended up like a, a light week for me was partying three times a week you know that was light 
um, mm-hmm. opening the book for the first time 30 minutes before an exam. That was life. So somehow or another, I ended up on the freshman honor roll. But again, <laughs> high school, because it definitely wasn't because of studying. But Miracles do happen. <laughs> So fast forward, come here to Connecticut, because um, I I realized that if I went back to Atlanta, I probably would never have graduated. <laughs> so I ended up by accident at Southern Connecticut, and um, I graduated from there. And you know, I had my son, and then um, I stayed in Connecticut. And believe it or not, like as I was graduating, I want to say my last semester of school is when it finally hit me that I wanted to go into education. Like mm-hmm. even from high school, my major has been communication. It's just always been communication, college, corporate communication, just always something about communication. And then I get into the last semester and I'm like, oh, I want to be a teacher. And they're like, yeah, well, what are you going to do about that now? You didn't take any undergrad courses. So I graduate and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go for a master's in education. No, it does not work that way. You haven't had any undergrad courses. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now you have to go for a teaching certificate for two years. And I'm like, nope, I can get a master's in two years. So I'm going to go with business. So still fighting, fighting like like just the entire way. Anyway, um, later on, my son um, became ill and unfortunately he was diagnosed with kidney cancer. And um, it's a very, very rare cancer that targets um, people with sickle cell or the sickle Mm. cell trait. Like how much more unique, so to speak, could you pop? So that was a a rough ride. Um, It was 11 months and unfortunately Mm. he passed in April of 2017. But during- yeah, it, it was. It was obviously one of the most difficult things of my life. Still is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. during that time, like his tenacity, just to give you an idea. So w- before he was diagnosed, uh, we were in the emergency room and I'm like, you know, he has this really bad like cough. It's kind of like a wheeze, like what's going on? And they thought he had pneumonia. And hmm. the nurse came in and she's like, so you get to take a day off from school. And he looked at her and he's like, what? And he started crying. Oh my gosh, my kid does that. She looked at me and she's like, did I miss something? Are they having a pizza party today in school? What What happened here? What is going on? And I was like, you got the wrong kid. Like you telling him he can't go to school is a sentence. So um, that just kind of gives you an idea of like who he is. And throughout this ordeal, when it finally came down to it, when I just pushed, I was like, nope, you guys are going to admit him. You got to figure this out. This is not pneumonia, period. It's not pneumonia. So they figured it out. And from that time, like he just, he touched so many people. Like to this day, I'm still getting messages from random people. I'll run into someone and they're like, hey, yeah, I knew your son. And it just touched so many lives. So, um, As he was going through this, and I obviously took time off from work, um, there were some days where he would want me to come to school with him just for the support because there were times where he was in a wheelchair, he was on oxygen, but he was not going to miss school under any Mm. circumstances. So amazing. (laughs) I'm sitting in the classroom and I'm like, oh, education. Hmm, there's an idea. So, of course, one of his teachers is like, Ayana, 
you would be great in education. Why don't you teach? And I'm like, you know, it's not a foreign topic. So wow, that's how I do that. I always say my son led me to education and specifically special education. Like that's what my heart is. That Mm -hmm. is that's my fire, you know, to be able to make sure that the scholars that need more get more Mm -hmm. they're supposed to without you know, being singled out like that. Again, that's something else that has stigma. Yes. But yeah, you know, so it's kind of ironic that you and I met having nothing to do with education. No, isn't it? <laughs> so we literally set up a meeting and this was as a result of me stumbling into your business networking group. I forget the the platform, but um, I, I was thinking because, you know, if you're in education, you know, most of us have side hustles because you got to eat like, like there's just no way around that. So you know, I'm thinking that I'm getting ready to start a business and I had my business in mind. I had my business plan actually at that point. So you and I met to discuss like other resources that I could use for this business that I was planning. And at the end of the conversation, you just very nonchalantly said, Hey, would you try something for me? Like I was doing you a favor and lo and behold, that is how Arbonne came into the picture. And um, like, I feel like that's the day that my health really took a turn for the best turn, like the best turn of my life. Um, So yeah, that, that is how we met. Those are our backgrounds. Um, Arbonne is, um, a health and wellness company, essentially. We focus on a holistic um, way of just looking at the entire connection of mind, body, and skin, which we'll get into in another episode. Mm-hmm. But the products, um, and that's not what we're here to talk about today, but just to kind of give you an idea, um, the products are really what made that change in my life. So I talked about IBS earlier in the mm-hmm. show and night and day. I, I mm-hmm. literally, when you and I met, um, that was a week after I had been in the hospital. I was in the hospital for two mm-hmm. weeks. And yep. prior to that, like at any given moment, you could find me in my office, like in a fetal position in my chair from the stomach cramps. So I'm very happy to say that is no longer a thing. Again, we are not medical professionals. We are just here to share. Mm-hmm. And the, God's timing is just amazing, isn't it? I mean, just, I just, I, it's just amazing. I mean, I don't even have any other words for it from our different backgrounds and to collide at that point. And I remember that, I mean, you were just fresh out of the hospital, maybe even going back the next day. And I mean, just the fact that you had strength to even come out and and meet together is just a phenomenal thing, I think. Our plan is always laid for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and and it, and you mentioned Arbonne, and obviously that is what um, part of what connected us because that is was my business and and what um, I do, and I just love that you shared about what how amazing the products are, and just 
and it, it's such a well-founded company. And we've been around for, Arban has been around for 40 years and Arban is a B Corporation. And I love that. If you're not familiar with the B Corporation, I encourage you to look it up and um, just see what it is. But it just basically means that uh, this company is held to a higher standard when it comes to people, when it comes to planet, when it comes to profit. So um, it's just really amazing. And the, the things, we're gonna cover a ton of different topics. We thought we were gonna have time to be able to go into um, a bunch of different topics that uh, we wanna cover and just starting with like the mind-body-skin connection and thinking about um, that to um, tons of things, self-care, stress, obstacles that keep us from a healthy living, just lots of different topics that we're gonna be covering. So lots yeah. of exciting things in store. And so we are going to end with our random things. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we actually, and just to kind of tease you guys a little bit more, we will talk about like detox and, you know, what does that mean? You know, are, are we talking about prune juice and no food and juicing? No. So we'll get into things like that. We'll also, um, the skin barrier and products and does it even matter like what lotions you use or what lip balms? Um, so you got to stick around with us for the season because we are going to dive deep. Um, and you did mention dairy free at the beginning of the show. We're going to dive into that also. Yep. Because it is, I think, a scary topic for some mm -hmm. people, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and I am not completely dairy free, but I would say I'm pretty close to it. And that is <laughs> by force. My body was like, yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. not going to work anymore. So yeah, <laughs> it kind of so, decides for you. <laughs> <laughs> so did you come up with that random topic? Um, okay, so I'm going with yours because I know what you're going to share. So I'm going first, but I'm going to dovetail off <laughs> what you say. But mine, mine is just that I did not eat fish growing up. And so I had to learn to like fish that that was not my thing. But I'm kind of proud to say that I um, am learning to we even had mahi mahi tonight for dinner. So well, that's a big jump if you're learning to like fish. Wow. I've been growing, I've been growing for a little while, but did not have it growing up. So there's my random thing. <laughs> well, my random thing is the exact opposite. Um, I absolutely love oysters. And that's the tip of the hat to my mom. It's all her fault. I will always blame that on her. Um, I am good for at least two dozen oysters myself. Ooh. Um, and on a day, I can go for, for three dozen. So that's my random fact um, of the day. And we want you to, you know, stick around with us for the season. Because like we said, we're really just going to talk about a myriad of things related to healthy living. And at the end of the day, we are hoping to provide simple life hacks for this journey. And that is exactly what it is, is a journey to healthy living. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening and make sure you join us next week for episode two, Sundays at nine o'clock right here, SM Enlightenment Radio. To Thanks help for you. joining us. Bye.